Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Red Bull Basement means to me innovation with impact. This episode of the Women in Tech podcast is a Red Bull Basement special edition. In this series, you'll hear from both students and mentors of the program over the next few weeks. The top thing I got out of Red Bull Basement is getting to know lots of new people. I gained a lot of experience through these workshops that Red Bull gives us and also makes a lot of friends around the world. And it's just amazing. One word that I would use to describe Red Bull Basement is exciting. Red Bull Basement means to me an amazing opportunity and amazing experience. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Women in Tech podcast celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest from Canada. Hello, Ria. Hello. How are you doing today? To kick things off, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So uh, my name is Ria Kapoor, and I'm a, right now I'm a fourth year media production student at Ryerson University, which is in Toronto. So I have a background in like multimedia content creation, marketing, and like creative direction. I work with a lot of uh, local organizations, businesses, and nonprofits in Toronto specifically. Like my hobbies include city building and like understanding city systems and like the history, the present the future of what my city could be. And it's a little bit about like what to play is as well. My partner, Ryan, he works with me. He's the game and narrative designer. We kind of came together, put our passions together. They collided and it it became a labor of love named to play. And it's, it's grown so far in one year, not even actually it's been, we started this January and already we've created something that was just an idea into an like almost tangible thing you can play online on toplay.ca soon and now we're here and we're really excited about this competition so yeah that's just that sums up a little bit about me and wait what's your vision for to play like what would you love to see happen it started off as uh, actually a thesis project because i'm in my fourth year and we needed we wanted to do something really impactful so it started off as like one game that focuses on the emerging water crisis in Toronto. And we were just driven by one sentence. How does the gamification of social issues drive behavioral change? And I think that we've answered this question by creating a really unique collaborative process that involves not only media creators, we have a group of nine on our team, almost 10, I think now, like it's just growing, the stakeholders involved in the issue that we're focusing on. And other community grassroots organizations that are working towards solving it and creating a game and experience for just the like the regular user, the local person in their city to understand and to comprehend these ideas and hopefully gain the agency to take action in their own lives. And the vision actually now is to create a game studio that makes games for change. And that is something we've realized in the past few months mostly, but it was kind of always in our mission without really like fully working on it until Red Bull. I think Red Bull gave us that catalyst to continue doing that. And what does Red Bull Basement mean to you? 
Red Bull Basement, I've learned in these past few days, I've learned that the impact of your social venture is one of the most important things. Because I said this before, and, and someone else I was talking to, Manjula, I don't know her last name. She was our judge today for the pitch short competition, the qualifiers. And she said something that really resonated with me. She's like, okay, think about you must, must, must think about like and measure what success looks like to you in a social venture, because if you don't, then what are you doing? You're really just wasting time at the end of the day. If your venture isn't actually taking some sort of action or making some sort of change and you have to figure out how to measure that and show that this whole competition has a lot of energy. Everyone is so hyped, pumped, excited about their idea. It makes me like 10 times more excited than I already am. And I didn't think that was possible because I'm a pretty excited person. What is a huge obstacle that you've overcome in your journey? How did you overcome it? Biggest obstacle is actually doubting myself all the time. Like, I feel like it's just, it comes in hand in hand. Any creator, any artist, any, especially like a now entrepreneur, I guess, you always like doubt, am I doing the best job? Am I representing my country in this competition the best way? Am I doing my issue justice and what I want? And it's like, I feel like, how I'm trying to still overcome this is by remembering that it doesn't really, those that doesn't matter. My doubt doesn't matter because my passion to achieve my dream and I know that it comes from like a good place is more prevalent in my mind than, than my doubts should be. And, you know, just like calming myself down with these thoughts. And obviously I have an amazing team and I like to play would not be anywhere if it wasn't for our group of homies. I think that's probably the biggest obstacle because time management and like drive. I got that. I got, I know how to do this stuff, but what I don't know is how to reassure myself that it's going to be okay. Even at the toughest moments. Completely. And what is your favorite tech tool? Like website, mobile app, hardware, anything? I didn't ever consider myself like a tech person, even though I am like starting a venture in the tech sphere. One of our founding, um, ideologies is that we want our game to be as accessible as possible. You know why? I am like technologically challenged with like when it comes to games. I don't play on consoles. I think that it's too much stimulation for my mind. And I'm it's just it's just personal to me. And by creating a web based game, I feel like you know, you don't need anything but going on to play.ca to be able to play and you need your mouse and you need your mind and you need your open mind. And I think that like it's just so simple that like it has the ability to create such an like interesting impact and long lasting impact because you're not like overpowered with any other tech that is in front of like VR, AR. These are amazing things that I obviously love to use in different parts of my life. But I feel like for what I'm doing specifically, web was the way to go. And obviously look at Red Bull Basement. We're just connecting online. They've created a virtual world in, to house us. And it's like, we didn't need to put on a VR headset to be able to feel immersed. All we needed was like a little bit of reality in our in this tech sphere, which is so easy to do. And I just don't believe in tech for tech's sake. You know, it has to have some kind of meaning behind it. So we're doing something that we want to reach audiences that don't have the access to like the newest tech or gaming consoles. So that's my answer. The element of surprise in the Red Bull Basement world is so cool how you could just be walking. It feels like you're actually walking. Doesn't yeah, it? It's so cool. And I'm like, so oh, let me exit too. the room. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I can't wait to do uh, my podcast masterclass. Are you going to be there tomorrow? Oh, no, I did. I, I chose the I am remarkable one. 
because oh, I like I we, am I, remarkable. I am a, we're like me and Ryan we both are have we are have media degrees so technically we are like oh if we wanted to make a podcast we're good for it but no that <laughs> but no, I would love to I am I rem- tell me about I am remarkable it's tomorrow so I don't know yet well tell me like what attracted you because I've heard the I am remarkable speech before and I actually think it's pretty dynamic so what do you know about it the little bit Okay, I don't know much because we just got a blurb on an email. But I think as soon as I read it, though, I was like, "Ooh, this is something I struggle with. I, I like putting myself out there and like leveraging like the not I don't think that's the right word that I'm thinking about. But I think all I know about it is that it kind of teaches you how to hone in on the best parts and the aspects of what you're doing and your accomplishments and like not being afraid to like put it out into the world and kind of like destigmatizing, um, like promoting yourself, which is something I have big stigma around. Like I barely post online. I like I like to just let my work speak for itself. But I'm like, wait, then who's going to see my work if I just work? right? You have to promote yourself. And I just want to learn how to like, you know, again, break these barriers in my mind because they're fake barriers. And I just need to keep reminding myself that and these opportunities help me do that. I'm super excited about like just everything that's going on and the amount of traction that my project has gotten. And I'm sure every project has has feel I think they won, even if they don't win, we won, even if we haven't won at the end of the day, because in our countries, I'm sure people have been getting opportunities that are beyond the reach of they thought they could with the help of Red Bull, I think. Yeah. Tell us about the traction. So just in the past, like, six weeks it's been since we were selected as a Canadian finalist, CBC wrote an article about us and a couple of other places. And since then, we've had, like, pre-registration uh, feature on our website. So we, instead of just, like, having people look at our website, we can actually, like, convert them into, like, customers uh, later on. We've been getting an overwhelming response from educators. So teachers, professors from, like, school boards, interactive museums in Canada that are like, yo, this is cool can you come and do this? Or can I, can we use this as a tool for education? I'm like, oh, of course you may. Like, that's awesome. Just to see that we're actually now just converting everything that we've had going on into like actual tangible results. And even these little messages from our pre-registration list, you should sign up and become a to player too at to play.ca. <laughs> I love it. No, do it. Get it out there. Yeah. yeah, it's uh it's just heartwarming. And I check every few hours, I'm like, okay, let's see if we got another response. I refresh and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. That's so sweet. They they care about my idea. I'm gonna keep going. So it's just and like it's been overwhelming. Now I feel like we need a new PR team, a whole PR team to figure out how to respond to all this attention we've been getting which is delightful two last questions is this your first podcast no i actually hosted a podcast uh, nice tell us about that oh my god amazing (laughs) tell us about the podcast you hosted yeah as media production students i feel uh First of all, RTA Media Production, best media program in all of North America, I swear. We get awesome opportunities and we're constantly pushed to like just try new mediums. And I and I didn't consider myself like a podcast person, but I had a podcast called Define the Podcast. And it was just me and my friend who had super different worldviews, kind of like discussing philosophical and like social economic topics. Nothing special. It was fun though. And no, this is not my first podcast, but it definitely is one of my favorites. Oh, <laughs> look at you with the sound bites. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's because you just made me feel super comfortable. And, you know, that's kind of hard sometimes. You know, energies can flow and break beyond virtual spaces. And, you know, you do that. So thank you. You're welcome. I mean, you're making me glow right now. I appreciate it. If you could give advice to everybody listening right now that wishes to take the leaps that you have taken, what kind of advice would you give them? 
be ready to work super, super hard. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. But also, not, it's it's really not impossible if you're passionate enough and you can you can you can recruit a team, start the outreach. You don't know what opportunities are out there until you try, and you just contact the people that are doing things that are around the sphere that you're thinking of. And you know, sooner or later, you're gonna it's gonna be a snowball effect. And I never thought like a few years ago, maybe when I started off my like media venture or career that I would be in a place like this and have the opportunities that I've had. And it's just about, you know, fighting and pushing through and just maintaining a positive attitude throughout because you're going to fail like a bunch of times. Okay, but it's okay. It's okay. You just you just keep going. You just keep going with a smile on your face and an open heart and an open mind to grow and learn and love. That's, I think, just life advice. So go ahead. One of my good friends, he would say entrepreneurs are the only set of people that work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40 hours a week. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if I didn't work this hard, I would be like, uh, I mean, if I didn't have like this baby that I love so much, I wouldn't be as like driven and excited and happy because like I nine to five jobs are great. And like, you know, working for someone else's venture is great, too, if you believe in it as well. But just like that fire that you get when it's your own and you're just like and you see it like succeeding and even just the tiniest ways it's a joy that is like unbeatable i mean maybe like spicy chicken sandwiches from popeyes almost do it justice but other than that i can't think of anything oh my gosh, else. your personality is killer <laughs> do, you, do you like spicy chicken sandwiches from popeyes? i i will take i will take any food right about now okay <laughs> as long as i have my red bull to keep giving me my wings <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll take a Red Bull and a Popeye's sandwich. How can people connect with you? You can follow my project at t.o.play on Instagram and through our website to play.ca. And there you'll find all the information about us you need. And to connect with you personally, where should they do that? Oh, yeah, on Instagram at bacteria. So it's at B-A-C-T. E underscore R-I-A. Get it? Because my name is Rhea. Okay. Okay. Nice. Rhea, you are awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing women in tech around the world. Remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook and Red Bull Basement. Thank you so much for building me a virtual podcast studio crazy so cool how cool is this podcast studio it's amazing i love all the details that are in this little world like the benches and the mics right they have my posters in there my actual posters your actual posters those are my actual posters my actual sign my look the magic sign look at this see magic you see oh how cool is that isn't that crazy Dude, and so my magic sign is, it's just so cool. Yay, Red Bull. Like, oh my gosh, right? Oh my gosh. They've done a great job. Such a great job. So thank you so much for being a part of all this. And yeah, I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Rhea. We're the creative director and producer of To Play. We're gamifying social issues to drive behavioral change. We're based in Toronto, Canada, and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. 
and music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.